Welcome to Unchained, the radio program which addresses the challenges facing Christians today with short, pithy presentations, presenting a vigorous defense for Christianity's claim that the Holy Bible is God's inspired word. This series deconstructs the arguments of evolutionists, anti-theists, atheists, and other enemies of the Holy Bible. Here is your host, Pastor Rod Anderson. Hi, I'm Rod Anderson. Over the years, there's been some wonderful and imaginative hoaxes that have filled thousands, if not millions of people. Let me give you just a couple of examples. Stories about bone fragments of a fossilized remains of an unidentified early human being began circulating in 1915. The fragments were said to have been found in Piltdown, East Sussex, and were subsequently named Piltdown Man to the grand applause of evolutionists. The hoax was later exposed when it was discovered that the remains were the fabricated combination of the lower jawbone of an orangutan and the skull of a fully developed modern human. Shortly after the 9-11 attacks, a photo of a man on the top of the World Trade Center became an internet sensation. The photo was supposedly taken a few seconds before the plane hit the tower. It was later discovered that the picture was edited and was in fact taken in 1997. I could keep going and talk about a number of other topics here, but what I want to talk to you about perhaps is fraudulent religions and cults about men and women who claim God or an angel spoke to them about the supposed holy books embraced tightly to the bosom of their adherents. However, the most dreadful of all conspiracies and the most dreadful of all hoaxes is the one perpetrated upon the Jewish people themselves by their own rabbis. Let me explain. In the Old Testament, there are hundreds of prophecies beginning in the book of Genesis that identify a redeemer of mankind who was to come to this world for the salvation of mankind. One of the most remarkable of these prophecies was written about 550 BC and is found in the book of Daniel. In a few short verses, the who, the when, the where, and the why are all answered. The prophecy says... Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness to seal up the vision and to anoint the most holy. Now, to understand this prophecy, we have to remember that Daniel is a prophetic book which is made up of symbols and these symbols all have literal meanings. It says, 70 weeks are determined upon your people. Now, Daniel's people were the Jews. So here God is giving Daniel's people, the Jews, 70 weeks of probationary time to be obedient and faithful to God. In other words, it's time to get their act together. But the history of the Jewish nation after coming out of Egypt is one of continued rebellion against God. In fact, at the time when this prophecy was recorded by Daniel, Jerusalem was in ruins after being destroyed by the Babylonians because of their adoption of pagan worship. So in this prophecy, God is calling the Jews to return to him and has given them 70 weeks to do it. Now, that doesn't sound so long, but as we allow the Bible to interpret itself, it is amazing what we discover. We know that there are seven days in a week. 
So if we multiply 70 weeks by seven days, we get 490 days. But in Bible prophecy, a day is equal to a year. Therefore, those 490 days are actually 490 years. Now, I don't have time to offer a full explanation, but if we to go to Numbers chapter 14, verse 34, and Ezekiel 4, verse 6, taking in the historical setting of these verses, the explanation supports my aforementioned conclusion. Therefore, utilizing the year-day principle, we learn that the 70 weeks or 490 prophetic days in Daniel 9 is actually referring to 490 literal years. But to find out when this probationary period of 490 years ends for the Jews, we need a starting point. And that is found back in Daniel chapter 9 and verse 25. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem until the Messiah, the Prince, shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks. The prophecy now says from the commandment to restore and to rebuild Jerusalem. So there's a starting point, the command to restore and to rebuild Jerusalem. Then it says until the Messiah, the Prince, there will be seven weeks, 62 weeks, which is a total of? 69 weeks. The commandment to restore and to rebuild Jerusalem in its completest form was issued by King Artaxerxes I of Persia to the Jewish captives and is recorded in Ezra chapter 7 and verse 12. And this is what it says. Artaxerxes, king of kings, to Ezra the priest, a scribe of the law of the God of heaven, perfect peace and so forth. I issue a decree that all those of the people of Israel and the priests and Levites in my realm who volunteer to go up to Jerusalem may go with him. King Artaxerxes commanded the decree to be written and now we're going to read that it happened in the seventh year of his reign found in the same chapter. And Ezra came to Jerusalem in the fifth month, which was the seventh year of the king. On the first day of the first month, he began his journey from Babylon. And on the first day of the fifth month, he came to Jerusalem according to the good hand of his God upon him. This commandment was issued on the first month of the seventh year of King Artaxerxes, which history tells us was 457 BC. Now we have the date, the commandment to restore and to rebuild Jerusalem being 457 BC. Now we can calculate the year that the Messiah was to begin his his work. Now, if we add 69 weeks or 483 years, that is 69 weeks by seven days equals 483. 83 days slash years onto that starting point of 457 BC, it takes us to the year 27 AD, the year the Messiah, the Prince, would begin his ministry. All right, let's not forget that very important date, 27 AD, but let's go to the New Testament now to Luke chapter 3 and verse 21 and 22. Let's see what it says. Now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying the heaven was opened and the Holy Ghost descended on bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, which said, thou art my beloved son, and in thee I am well pleased. So here in the Gospel of Luke, we have the baptism of Jesus described, which marked the commencement of his ministry. But when did this happen? Let's go to the first verse of this chapter in Luke chapter 3 and verse 1 now. 
Now, in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee. We know that Jesus was baptized in the 15th year of Tiberius Caesar. And according to historians, this year is 27 AD, just as that prophecy declared 550 years before the time of Christ. This is incredible. The prophecy said 27 years, 27 AD was the year in which the Messiah was to come. And as we verify it with history, we see that it is so. But this prophecy not only tells us the year that Jesus Christ was to be baptized, it also tells us the year that he would be crucified, even though the prophecy was written 550 years before Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Now we read this in Daniel 9 verse 26 and 27. And after the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. Daniel says that in the middle of the final week of the prophecy, he, referring to Christ, would cause the oblation and sacrifice to cease. What is the middle of seven? Three and a half. The middle of the last week of this prophecy would refer to three and a half years. And if we add three and a half years to 27 AD, it takes us to 31 AD, the very year the Messiah was to be cut off, the very year Jesus was crucified. This amazing prophecy of Daniel not only gives the world the exact year the Messiah would commence his work, but it also gives us the exact year the Messiah would be crucified. And as we line up this prophecy with history, there is no doubt that Jesus Christ is the Messiah which the Jewish prophets of old prophesied of. But no one has to be deceived by conspiracy. No one has to be tricked by theories or lies that don't add up if you know what the truth says. And to that end, I want you to have or accept a free gift of 25 Bible reading guides entitled The Faith of Jesus Series. These are easy to use and these will see you come to grips with some of the most important biblical truths in a very short time. And to receive these, all you have to do is send me an email with your name, postal address and phone number two info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au that is info at theorchardmelbourne.org.au or go to our website theorchardmelbourne.org.au and go to the tab mark contact us follow the prompts and we will have them in no time at all out to you no matter where you live in the world well that's it for now i look forward to being with you next time remember the truth has nothing to fear from investigation i'm rod anderson goodbye for now have been listening to Unchained. We look forward to your company here next time on 3ABN Australia Radio as we continue this series with Pastor Rod Anderson. Let's listen to the song Right on Time brought to you by Angel Spirit. Right.
Coming up next, Manuel Scorsio with Crown Him Lord of Glory. Before 